Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Tox and Tasting Studio, you're listening to the Clerical Errors Podcast, the show that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Vicar. And I'm Jace. And Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. So, uh, someone new to the podcast. Hello. How you doing, Jace? How, um, how do we know each other? Let the All right, so me and Carl know each other because we have both been going to the Wellness Center working out for since I was little. I remember you going out there, so like <laughs> I'm kind of a fixture over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, I, the term we use on the podcast is I, I clang and bang over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I as well. Should should there be a Bull uh, Hagen Memorial bench at some point? Well, we do need another bench. I'll be honest. One bench. Yeah, we do. We need another bench. Yeah, and a squat machine would be nice, or just right. a squat rack or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, for an old guy, the Smith machine works. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you got to work with what you got. So <laughs> it, it gets the job done, I'd say. You know? So th- that that's the only, really, outside of the gym, that's kind of how... Yeah, and also I've known, like, because uh, I've always uh, believed in God and stuff, and I've known that, you know, you're, you're a pastor, so... Right. I've always, like, uh, felt that connection with you right. two going out there, so... Yeah, I have this thing, like... I, I try and at the at the the freak factory is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I try to have a good gym culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's important, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Because then otherwise, like, are you the machine? Are you this? Like, yeah. like it's awkward. But if you like, everyone's there right. for the same goal, and all of it works out. What's What's also nice too uh, with you going out there is because uh, when I when I go to the gym, uh, I can like almost pick up like the like the same. It kind of makes the atmosphere well instead of me going out there working out with like three old people walking around the track right. and then like you know like right. so it's nice to have like almost a gym bro in a sense that's right that's but. right and so um you uh we were there what tuesday yep that was tuesday yep. tuesday just a few days ago mm-hmm. we were working out and you just dropped a bomb on me yep yep I, you fir- first you asked me about the podcast yeah and then he said, because I've been looking for something to listen to because he said, I just got out of jail. Yep. <laughs> so I was in so I was in jail for seven days um, because of uh, some sinful acts that I did a year ago. Actually, um, I was drinking and driving. Actually, I was drinking the night before with uh, one of my ex-girlfriends. And then I had to go to work, you know, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was heading to work and about 650. I rolled my car and uh, honestly, I should have died probably. Cause I hit the ditch. I was speeding, you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to get to work. I was running late. And, uh, and then, yeah, I hit the ditch. I jumped 111 feet is what they said. And it front flipped and I landed on top of a decorative boulder and then bounced off of that and then rolled through a tree. And I crawled out of my window unscathed. Like, uh, I think I had like a ding on my ankle and I, I wasn't even really thinking about like, uh, that I had maybe alcohol in my system from the night before. Mm-hmm. That's usually, that's usually how people get out of yeah. those without any bruises. They're just nice and limber at that point yeah. just kind of just flow with it right yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> yeah yeah my my, da- my dad's a tow truck driver so i've i've been on the other side of those accidents <laughs> yeah. a lot so no, some yeah. listeners <laughs> like okay you were wearing your seatbelt probably because right, yep, you weren't I was thrown my seatbelt yep. you, you clearly were still at least a little bit buzzed because uh, oh, you because yep. if you've got no scratch that's but that's i mean, probably what happened yeah and i didn't it was so fast too and uh i had a i had a yeti of coffee and i didn't think about it but i spilled it all over me because later they put me in a holding cell and I could smell a uh, hazelnut, and I was like, "What is this hazelnutty smell?" And, I, and then, but I noticed my shirt was stained, and like, so I, I spilled that whole coffee on me too. But um, that was last August, August fifth, actually. 
So uh, it's it's been kind of dwelling on me, especially with like COVID and stuff. They pushed it back and pushed it back. It took nine months to sentence sentence. So me. it's been hanging over your head for a long time. Yeah. Yep. And like also. I knew about my sentencing. They they charged me with the first offense um, because I I learned my lesson about drinking and driving I, when I was like 21. But I guess I didn't fully because I was still, you know, I now I'm just cutting it out entirely, you know, drinking and stuff. Right. Uh, Which, you know, we do begin with a beverage. So I brought some sparkling yeah. water today. <laughs> LaCroix? Yeah, I got a LaCroix or I've got the Aldi version if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're into sparkling water. I, uh, I've tried it once before. Um, I might as well just dive in today. We're trying some new stuff. That's right. Today, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, now I got, I got sentenced to seven days. And, uh, but I mean, it, my, it minimized the fines at least. I mean, as much as I can. Still mm-hmm. probably around three grand. That, but but uh, so I've spent enough money on, on mistakes and setbacks. Mm-hmm. Now that, uh, but so with COVID too, then, um, when you serve, uh, they, your first seven to 10 days is isolation. Um, which means, so when I got in there at Tuesday, last Tuesday at noon, um, they check you in and then they switch out your clothes and then you carry, a uh, a, a buck or a, a duffel or what would you call the like a like a bin just like a small right. bin of yeah. like a tote yeah a tote so you get a tote after you put on your your clothes and you get three outfits with it uh your towels two towels and um blankets and stuff so then they put you in here and that was my room for well what turned out to be five days which was uh, another blessing but um uh, i got a chance there's people that were out in the pod so it's a pod with four rooms mm-hmm. and then i was locked in the one and there's some actually super kind um guys out and they they got me uh, i asked them if they could get me a bible or so i had something to read and something then they also read. gave me another another a novel mm-hmm. you know um because when you're in there it's pretty much you got to try to keep your mind busy and because it because uh what what did the room look like it was about it was so i stepped it off because i had the time you know and it right. was it was uh nine steps and i'm talking heel to toe nine steps uh wide and then it was about eight and a half steps to my bed, which was like probably two and a half feet, you know, a little cot. So it was about a nine step by 12 step room. Um, and, and, and just a bed and a, and it's a... got a, yep. So there's a bed, uh, at the wall opposite of the door. And then, um, by the door off to the left, there was a, a little steel toilet slash sink. Uh-huh. Um, so that was my, my restroom area as well. And that's pretty much it. And then I got a little window. It's about three inches tall by like two feet wide, you know, and it, and the view was, a uh, an alley. So, um, but I, could so, so your cell was smaller than the spacious, uh, talks and tasting studio. Yes. Yep. It was smaller than in here. Um, actually, and then where the bathroom was, there was, it was an angle. So, so it was even, it was even smaller, you know, in a sense, um, <laughs> the one silly question I asked you is how many push ups did you do? <laughs> I did thousands of push-ups and jumping jacks because you know you can only pace back and forth so much. So I would do I would do jumping jacks like fifty to hundred, and then I'd just drop down and just do push-ups till I couldn't. And I'd get up and do jumping jacks. Um, a thing too is uh, they uh, I was the guys that gave me the Bible and the book. They said create a, a routine, you know, try to figure out a routine. And uh, so they turned the lights back on, which really the lights are on the whole time, you know, at night. But they just changed from like a warm lighting back to two LEDs during mm-hmm. the day. And I think that's about 5.30 in the morning. 
because also in the cell you don't have a clock. You know, you 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 base everything off of when they bring you meals. So I, I think that kind of to put that people in that place. Um, I mean, you've probably never been five days without your phone. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, you're without a phone, um, and and like just comfort and the idea that like getting a snack, you know, and stuff when you're hungry. Uh, I mean, we could buy I because uh, my mom came and visited me on Friday, which mm-hmm. which that was nice because then I had something to look forward to, and also she um, she kind of uh, talked with the the guards and stuff, which there's a, a lot of women guards there too and stuff. And I felt like the women kind of might've connected a little bit with my mom. And then they kind of, in a sense, mom to me. And then also just, uh, so like reading the Bible and stuff, I felt like it was almost bringing, like I could feel, I could feel the presence of God and he was helping me through this. You know, I, I prayed mm-hmm. a lot for like peace of mind. Um, just because I knew I was there. I had, you know, the days to go. I just, I just wanted the strength to just get the days over with, you know, and stuff. So um, but yeah, so the guards, they kind of lightened up on me. I, I don't look like a hardened criminal, you know, and, and I'm not a hardened criminal. So <laughs> you don't have um, a lot of tats yet. <laughs> I have no tattoos and I, I, I plan on not getting any tattoos, but, um, so yeah, uh, I would wake up somewhere around six thirty, and I'd stretch, I'd like, mm-hmm. you know, get all my stretching because that cot was not very comfortable. And also I, uh, would try to go to sleep early so I could sleep for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I would wake up, I'd stretch, I'd do some push-ups, and then they would bring breakfast. So then I'd have some sugar-free cereal and a, a mystery bread, little square mystery bread. You never knew what it was <laughs> until you smelled it or you tasted it. But uh, in the morning, it was So the either, prison food thing is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was either like a square of pancake, what tastes like pancake, or like a square of like um, cornbread or uh, muffin. Um, but it was always like just a, a square of bread. And then, yeah, sugar-free uh, cereal, um, skim milk. And then they gave you a packet of sugar, but I would always save my sugar, uh, to mix with my Kool-Aids because mm-hmm. they also gave you a Kool-Aid, um, for each meal. And like, also it's kind of something nice. Like in the afternoon I could just have like a sugary Kool-Aid, you know, for <laughs> the but, um, so I'd eat and then that's when I'd start, I'd read a little bit of the Bible. I read a lot of the new Testament. Um, yeah. And, and I want to talk about that a, a little yeah. bit because there's something you said that, um, that uh, I want to delve into further, but first we we still need to talk about what we're yeah, preaching on, on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, that's okay. So, uh, Vicar, what are what is the the text you're preaching on? Yeah, gospel, gospel reading for Sunday is Mark eight one through nine. This will be the the feeding of the four thousand. So it's short enough. Should I just go ahead and read it all? Yeah, you can go ahead and read it. Yeah, in those days when a great crowd had gathered. And they had nothing to eat. He called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come far from far away. And his disciples answered him, how can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? They said seven. And he directed the crowd to sit on the ground And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people, and he sent them away. 
So, uh, t a typical miracle. Have you heard of this miracle before? Uh, I, I believe so. Um, just briefly, though, because like I said, like I, I, uh, I've always been a follower of God, you know, and mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, but I just, I never dove into the, the script or the okay. scripture. That all. Scripture? Okay. Yeah. Um, Enough. Be before I let Vicar talk about what he's preaching on, uh, one thing that I, I can, I think, good for you to hear about, mm -hmm. all right? Yeah. Is so they had all these people, and they, how much food? What do they have for food there, Vicar? They yeah, had, it was, yeah, seven loaves and a handful of fish. Seven loaves and a handful of fish, right? Yeah. And so Not all much. these, so um, logic would tell you, mm -hmm. all we have is uh, seven loaves of bread and a few fish, right? And all these people. That's what logic would tell you. Exactly. Yeah. But what actually did they have? They had seven loaves of fish. Some or seven loaves of bread, some fish, and they had Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's a big difference, right? Oh yeah, right. Uh, I, the reason why why I, I was thinking that way when he read it is, mm -hmm. well, you think of your time in in that yeah. little cell. Yep. You had what? I had the clothes that they gave me, uh, and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, no. now, now, the one thing I, I really want to. To, to talk to you about as mm -hmm. we go on is 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 how you know you have Jesus okay and and how because um I think you're in a time where there your, your eyes have been opened in a way right yeah. and yep. you're, you're really starting to think about things deeply right yeah. uh, but there also then needs to be a connection of um well how do I know Jesus is speaking how do I right. know what he's saying yeah because um yeah. Um, and I've used this example before. It's kind of like like COVID, um, when COVID first hit, right? Mm -hmm. All sorts of people thought, you know, oh, I've probably had it, or yeah. I might have it, and, and remember all that confusion, right? Did yeah. you think you had it at some point? Um, I'm pretty sure I got it twice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I was down, and uh, the first time I couldn't I couldn't smell anything. However, I wasn't going to go get tested, you know, or, or anything. I didn't feel like it was uh, necessary. Necessary, right? Yeah. I mean, because you know, I. God has a plan. I was just walking through. I'm um, walking through life with with the Lord, mm -hmm. you know. So, I that's how I was taking it, like that, you know. Yeah. In that sense. But you know, the whole confusion is the only really way you know is like you tested, you talk to your doctor, right? All those things, or the symptoms, you know. You right. You can go to Google and and find out the <laughs> right. symptoms, and then right. And then that that that's what I wanted to point out is <laughs> mm -hmm. is um the confusion as the to confusion if you have it. and. At some point, you have to listen not just to all the things that you think or right. feel, because you know if you do Google, you you mm -hmm. could think that you have a thousand different things. Yeah, yep. you need someone exactly. who knows more to explain this to yeah. you, right? Like a doctor, right? Or, right. But the, here's the interesting thing: when it comes to the things that you you experience and the way you're working through things, mm -hmm. is um, you have to as you go through this process. You have to have a way of hearing someone diagnose right. things for you, too. Mm -hmm. And you have to have someone who can explain what you're reading, yeah. too. Someone who could, uh, um, and, and not only, then that's why, you know, one of my jobs as a pastor here mm -hmm. is, is whether it's a sermon or visiting with people one on one, is to, to walk people through. Because um, you could feel a certain way, you can have yeah. certain emotions, but to actually direct the Word of God, the Bible, 
into how it specifically applies. Because um, when it's just like a feeling or an yeah. emotion, that can kind of misguide you. Right, right. Right? You know, uh, the way young men generally understand this is is with women, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love you so much. And then... Uh. <laughs> right, yeah. Where are they now? Yeah. Was that love? Well, no, actually, love truly is someone you, you want to spend your life with and give your life to. Right, right. You know? And so, so when we talk about... Um, in the, the reading, I'm getting back to the reading here. Yep. When you get back to the reading and you say, okay, um, we just have seven loaves of bread, mm-hmm. some fish, and then Jesus, okay? When I use the word Jesus, I'm not just talking like a, a nebulous force that we all kind of feel, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, Jesus here was teaching a word. Yeah, he That's was. why we're there. They yeah. were there, right? He was preaching. He was explaining who God was. He was explaining who he was. He was explaining what forgiveness is all leading up to his death mm-hmm. for the sins. And so so when, when I, I apply that to you in your situation, and, and I would say use that cell as a kind of beginning point, mm-hmm. you use that cell then to, to think of now that you're out and you want to change things. You want to look at life in a new way. You want to head in a positive direction, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, then you say, okay, I've got this weirdness right now I'm working on. Yeah. But then you have Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But then that Jesus isn't just some nebulous force. It is someone who teaches you. So my, my first thing I want to say is you, you kind of, because you said to me, you felt like the devil was kind of on you to get back in, or I don't yeah. know how, how you, I, how, yeah, how did was, you word that? It was just like, I felt like uh, I was like overwhelmed. Like uh, I know that people that they get baptized and then I know that the devil, uh, they, the devil likes to poke and prod at them because that's a new, that's, you know, mm-hmm. sa- they're saved by the because, Lord. Because uh, here's, here's something Vicar can explain. Because when we talk about the devil, right, Um, uh, the Bible actually talks about the Antichrist, okay? Yeah. Who does the Antichrist actually work through or for or to? The Antichrist actually specifically targets the baptized. Yeah. Yeah. The church. Do you know why? Because everyone else, he already has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So so that that was actually a good point that you made is because— well, as Lutherans here, mm-hmm. um, uh, we uh, we do believe that the devil is real, yeah, right, right. and is powerful, and so, um, uh, and we sometimes even refer to as a unholy trinity: sin, death, and the devil. Yeah, that Jesus confronts. So that I'm kind of getting a roundabout way of saying then, um, as as you go through this process, that uh, how important it is. To have Jesus, but not just an idea, like mm-hmm. just you wrestling Study. with words and you just studying on your own. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you read, you said you read some of Philippians. Did yeah, you know that. The, notice the communal aspect of that book? The communal aspect? I yes. Think. In the sense of like Paul's in jail, mm-hmm. right? But yet it's a letter where he's making connections. Right, yeah. All these different places. Mm-hmm. When, he's, when he's in the jail... He doesn't just say, you know, it's me in Jesus. Right. He is concerned about his friends. He's concerned about other churches. Yeah. He's concerned that people, he's in chains for the gospel, meaning he's there because he's telling other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other aspect is to be a part of a church. Yeah. To have a pastor who will explain these truths to you. Right. And then also so that you have kind of a clear understanding and not just kind of this, because I think that might be a struggle for you right now. 
Right. In the sense of, well, I've always been close to Jesus, but if I were to ask you, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> just a, just a feeling of connection, you know. Right. But, but no, uh, like I feel like I diving into the Bible and stuff. Uh, that's where that's really where I I understood him more, you know. Right. It's like uh, like if you go on YouTube or something, you can see the cat. You can see the uh, the name of the channel and like who it is, but. Mm-hmm. But without reading the description or jumping into their videos or stuff, you don't really know. I mean, you might think that they are right. an interesting person so, on Instagram. But... I want to see if, if you're grasping this, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to take the concept that I'm going through with right now. Right. Okay. And I want you to, we just talked about gym culture, mm-hmm. right? I want you to take that concept of have, you know, pastor being a part of a church and yeah. place it in the context of how you said, well, I like going to the gym when you're there because... I'm not there by myself. There's another bro there yeah, yeah. with me, which yep. warms my heart. It's nice that as a 48-year-old pastor be considered a bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but how that that helps you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or even remember going back to you said, I remember when I was little. Yeah. You're like like I'm like I'm sort of a fixture at that right, place. Right, right. Um how how even though we we only know each other up to this point through the gym, mm-hmm. right? How uh, you know, if if I were just to lift on my own, or you were just lift on your own, yeah. How often we bounce a things idea, like, yeah, hey, did right. you ever try this? Yeah, did you ever try doing squats this way or bench this it's way? Like or... The brothership of uh, of God, right, yeah. right. Are you going to kind of are you doing a bro split? Are you going to do a, a right old body? Or you know, are you getting back? You know, we're always mm-hmm. that's part of the thing because if it's just like you in a gym, yeah. left to figure it out on your own. I mean, and I didn't just come up with everything that I do in there either. I had to go to out, uh, reaching out sources, but I mean, uh, I and then also in the sense too, my, really, uh, the my other brother, my brothership or whatever you'd say, with, like my mom is um, who who feeds me stuff about mm-hmm. in the Bible and stuff. However, moms, they also do their thing in their own way, like, uh, like a mom would, you know, so it having like a brothership with like you and with the Lord, I feel like you could, um, like how you're saying, uh, mm-hmm. doing it alone and stuff like, yeah, like, um, creating, uh, like a friendship between me and you right, with the Lord so that it, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like this, you know, you know, I appreciate your, you, all the things you did in that, that cell, you yeah. know, reading the Bible, reading Philippians, mm-hmm. you know, reading Matthew, you keep thinking it's Mark, but it's actually Matthew yeah, that you read, yeah, <laughs> Right. You know that's good, but that's it's like uh, like throwing that that thirteen year old Jace. Yeah. Right. All right. Here's a weight room. Go at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so so you're at a time though right now where where one you have um, the desire to grow yep. and learn. Right. I'm hungry. You're hungry. Right. And you have um, uh, the desire to know of Christ. Right. Right. And so. You know, using that gym explanation, mm. well, well, what, what, what should you do? Well, you should reach out. Yeah, you should. Which was perfect too, because it. I go to the gym. I happened to go to the gym on the the day I got out, and mm-hmm. you just so happened to be there, mm-hmm. like at that time. And I, I was also, you know, the overwhelming feelings and stuff, like the how I was talking about, uh, yeah, like feeling the devil. Even though we're not, really, we haven't been real close necessarily. You just, you, there, you felt that uh, I was someone that you. Care about come, you. Yeah, I knew to come to you because, uh, yeah, I was speaking with the Lord all week, you mm-hmm. know, and connecting, and uh, it was honestly, it was, it was great to be able to 
because I also, uh, all day, that's all I could think about too. I was out at, let out at four 30 and then I was, it was all in my head and I was, just, I was honestly going to the gym because that's where I've always gone to, uh, you know, also like a therapeutic way. Yeah. And you just so happened when I was heading to my therapy session, you happened to be there. So it was, it was, uh, really nice. And like, um, I'm glad that we could yeah. speak deeper on it because now, now I do have, now you can, uh, could clarify some yeah, of those clarify things stuff. For and also, uh, in the in the further sense, you're not just like a four. To me, you don't seem like just a forty year old pastor or whatever. You know, you you're like a a gym bro as well. You know, yeah. in that sense, to where it seems easier. In fact, I make fun of myself on the podcast all the time about that. <laughs> Got to walk sideways through the doorways and you're too wide. All right, so uh, so I guess that's what I wanted to bring out from this text. Yeah. Of so for you, you know. You know, you think of all the things that you have to, mm-hmm. to kind of move forward from what you experienced. Yeah. Right. But then you might, they might have time to do, well, that's all I have. Well, no, you have Jesus. Yeah. But I don't want it for you to be just like this, this nebulous thing. Mm-hmm. This yep. I understand force. that. Yeah. I understand that. Um, so, um, and that's why, that's why it's important to, to have a, a pastor, to hear those words, to be mm-hmm. a part of a church and a community yeah. for those very reasons. I'm actually, uh, I was, I'm baptized at the um, Faith Baptist. Um, okay. But, and, and I did, I took the, like, I, I was just baptized, re-baptized recently because I was baptized when I was a, a baby, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I was just recently baptized. However, I, like I said, like, before this eye-opening experience, which I mean, I don't know, I'm a hard learner. For some reason, I always have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. um, this is the last time that with, with the Lord, um, the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I've always been sort of like a hard learner. And uh, and I took church kind of as just like I'd go and then um, listen to what he, you know, what the preaching is and, and what have you, but I wouldn't necessarily take it as a study, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense. I would just like be listening to this, uh, another story. Mm-hmm. And not like digesting it and processing it for myself. Oh, and... you just the okay, our other co-host, Pastor Berg. I don't mm-hmm. know if you listened to an episode with him yet. I I have not yet, but okay. I uh, <laughs> got plenty of time, so because I'm gonna Peter. You know, where I'm headed with this, right? When when his fav his favorite thing, there's a prayer that we pray sometimes that talks about uh, the Bible, the Word of God, mm-hmm. and and the phrase that he loves to talk about is, and it's in a prayer that we say often, inwardly digest. And yeah. you, it's funny. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily digest it. Yeah. And, and part of that is not only you hear it, but you hear it in such a way that you allow it to change you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I that's that's not the way that I uh, went to church, you know. Kind of like some nice thoughts. Yeah, it was like nice thoughts. And like I would, I mean, I'd get some stuff out of it, but I wouldn't necessarily apply it because I thought that my relationship with the Lord, uh, that's all that it needed to be as like, I just needed to understand that, that he's my savior. And, uh, I didn't, there was, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. didn't. Well, kind of, well, one thing that's interesting about, um, you know, cause I don't know if you've ever been to church here. Have you? I haven't. No. Okay. One thing that's, that's, that's uh, interesting about us mm-hmm. is, is, um, we don't necessarily, um, here try and engender, we don't have like a lot of the what's so-called praise music, mm-hmm. you know. We use the organ; it's a little more subdued. Yeah, the kind of like the kind Hymn, of hymns, maybe, right. hymns, is it, is yeah, it closer to hymns. Yeah, yeah so the kind of service right that here? they would make fun of on The Simpsons, you know. Yeah, yeah. But old school and old school in a sense. And then there, there's there's some reasons why, if I could explain that to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, one is um, uh, 
we, we've already kind of made a distinction between emotion and faith, mm-hmm. right? Emotions go up and down all the time. Right. Faith is kind of that steady trust in God's word. Yeah. And part of faith is, is realizing, okay, I feel this way or I think this way, but the Bible says this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust the Bible over and above these things. Right, right. So the goal of our <clears throat> worship service is not necessarily to engender a specific emotion. Right. And so um, you're probably used to going to a service where that's one of the main goals. Yeah. It's... Uplifting right. music. Um, probably some music has kind of the same. Yes, poppy. Poppy, like, yeah. right. Uh, up, Yeah, upbeat and... Right. Which, uh, you know, I don't know, it's bad, but... And, but I, a... and I think we could probably find any member of our congregation here and ask if they've ever f- had an emotional reaction to one of our hymns, and they'd say yes. Yeah. So yeah, emotions, emotions right. not a bad right. thing to have. But but like if you when our hymns, our hymns mm-hmm. are like deep. <laughs> yeah. You know they'll they'll talk about they'll go through various parts of the Bible. They'll explain Jesus' death and resurrection, and the reason why is, and is uh, um, you know people get emotional from those hymns, mm-hmm. but the emotion comes from right. kind of a deeper understanding. Well, yeah, that that's uh, when I was in there, uh, I I couldn't, I would read the Bible, but I would have to, I would have to close it because I would get over, like overwhelmed, like uh, on a very emotional, like, you know, I'd, I'd be, a lot of times I'd like to read it out loud, you know, mm-hmm. um, just to myself and I'd be reading it and I'd be connecting with stuff. So like, it's like, um, uh, the, which, which book where it starts out, it's saying, um, when you pray to God, thank him, uh, thank, thank the Lord for everything. And, uh, do you, James, was it? Or thicker? That, that might be. Might it be. starts off right away and it says, uh, it could be Philippians though, too. I'm trying to remember. When you pray, thank the Lord for, for everything. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's always been my style of prayer, uh, like thanking the Lord, even for my adversities, because my adversities strengthened me and right. got, got me to where I am now and stuff. And uh, I just thought that was amazing, like that connection that, yeah, it's like I was, that's how I've been praying, but like, uh, just because just, thank like i just thank the lord for everything that i have i try to not take my life for granted in that sense as well you know just uh, well there's something that that when you thank god you're making a realization mm-hmm. that whatever good thing you have is from him that's right. that's why god wants us to thank us not cuz he's like uh you know he's uh you know off in heaven somewhere like kind of watching he's waiting to say you're welcome yeah like no. yeah like he's got this uh, a, a small ego that we need to feed him <laughs> yeah. you know like mm-hmm. he was feeling bad about it but we you know we lifted his name on high and now he's starting to feel better you know <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's for our sake right really and, and, that, and yeah. when you for example uh in the lord's prayer and that's one thing i want to encourage you to start when you when you're in your pray, mm-hmm. because sometimes you don't always know what kinds of things to pray for. Right. The Lord's prayer is a prayer that Jesus Himself taught us, and and you know you, I know it probably you really want maybe you actually had this experience mm-hmm. when you were in the the prison cell, okay, where um, you could feel His presence, but you want to have a dialogue, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'll... Are you listening? Can you say something back? Mm-hmm. Right. So I would, I would, it would be like, um, what next? Like, Lord, after when I get out of here, what next? You mm-hmm. know, I, but so, so 
with that in mind, I, I want to direct you to the Lord's Prayer because mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer is two things. Vicar knows this. It is a prayer and it is... It's a response. Yeah, it's God's yeah. word. Yeah. So I want you to think about it because the Lord's Prayer comes from uh, Matthew. If you would have read past the names, another like four yeah. or five chapters, you'd have gotten to the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want you to think about this. And so if the Lord's Prayer, one, mm-hmm. is a prayer, and number two, it is God's word. Yeah. Then already within that prayer, you already have a running dialogue. Right. And so, so yes, prayers where we just uh, kind of speak from the heart, mm-hmm. those are good, mm-hmm. right? And and the Bible says, bring your prayers and supplications to me. Right. But but also when you pray, like the Lord's Prayer, when you say in the Lord's Prayer, for example, deliver us from evil, mm-hmm. right? You're asking God to deliver you for evil. Within that, you already have God's response. When you're at, you have... A promise that this is taught by the Lord Jesus who mm-hmm. died on the cross to deliver you from, from evil. evil. Right. Right? Or uh, lead us not into temptation. Right? You know, it recognizes we are weak in mm-hmm. temptation. The only strength we have in temptation, it comes from... It's just sin. From him. Right? Yeah. You're asking him. Yeah. Right? And by the way, that's a that's a... That's a, a good lesson for you as you think about that prayer, because mm-hmm. the prayer is so profound. And that is, is, is uh, we have a, a habit as sinners, because mm-hmm. we've gotten really good at it. Yeah, yeah, right. Right? And maybe you've experienced this too, right? Where you, you come across and you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to put, this is, I'm not going to do this again, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? But... Uh, I'm not going to slam the door to it. Yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> so, for example, occurs, like... Yeah. like uh, so, I'm not going to have an experience like I had a year ago, mm-hmm. right? However, I'll make sure I have enough cash in my pocket. Right. I'll make sure that maybe I'm at a particular event or party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to place my... I'm going to be strong, but I'm going to purposely place myself into... A place of temptation. Yeah, yeah. So right. that, that 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 you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So so uh, which which I, I you mentioned the sparkling water. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's which which actually wasn't. It's not terrible. <laughs> I'm not much of a sparkling water guy, but yeah, this is this is good actually. <clears throat> so uh, so going back to the Lord's prayer then. Yeah. Um, the the then that that becomes a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And each day, if you're praying it using kind of your words of digesting it, mm-hmm. each day it it's actually can be a little bit different. Right. That's it's it's also kind of nice that you're breaking this down too, because uh, my my grandpa just recently passed away, and uh, at his burial, um, we were saying the Lord's prayer, and then my dad came up to me after he's like, "Do you know the Lord's prayer?" And I was like, "Yeah," but I have no idea where I learned it, where I acquired it, but I I know it. But now with you breaking it down even more. Like the studies, like I've I haven't dove into the Bible enough. I know I knew of Jesus, but I didn't know as much of his backstory, mm-hmm. you know. And with you explaining this too, that's uh, gives me more of an understanding on the Lord's Prayer that I have no idea where I learned it, but must have just God must have just put place it in my heart, you know, to understand it or or to at least be able to um, right to to kind of know 
what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So so going back to my idea, my comment, how each day being consistent with mm-hmm. it can mean different things. Yeah. So so let's say you know where you were a week ago. Mm-hmm. Give us this day today our daily bread. Probably mean meant a little different than it would. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I mean that was literally. <laughs> give me some bread. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Get mm-hmm. me through this day. Yeah. Uh, because uh, daily bread has to do with all the things that we need to support this body in life. Okay. And so, and so when you say pray, give me this today, our daily bread. Right. Today it might be, um, you know, whatever your needs, Provi- like uh, the provisions that help you. Yeah. Help you through the. Yeah. So it could it it could come inc- mean you know. Uh, Protection. Mm-hmm. It could be. Um, uh, it could be uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Having someone to help you or to talk with you. Right. It could be a whole host of things. But then, when you, when you, you you pray that you're mindful that that it comes from Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in prison, when's the last <clears throat> time you had nothing to eat? Maybe I was like twenty. I was okay, twenty, and I was living on my own in Waterloo, and uh, I wasn't. I didn't prioritize my right. my money very well <laughs> that happens you know? but that uh happens. yeah that was that was awful but uh you know yeah so 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 that the lord's prayer is a, is a good way of of uh being mindful of all those things yeah and then yeah. also having having god's answer in the midst of all that right right that that un, I, that makes a lot more sense and i also wanted to because we talked about the the fact that it happens it's not just you and jesus but it's a community mm-hmm. Yeah, like Philippians, he was writing to the right. Roman. Uh, like he was in jail connecting with these people that are not only war veterans and, uh, you know, but also like it was making, it was connecting to their, their daily life in a sense. And yeah, and, and directing the church uh, to the gospel of forgiveness of sins. Yes, yeah. By the way, Vicar, we have not talked about your... I mean, you were on a roll. It was completely pointless to me. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm I would, throwing you guys through a loop. Like, you would completely go off track in another direction, which <laughs> isn't bad. It's just it's a different direction. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly think it's awesome how we we came. I mean, yeah. you probably had a direction with this, but uh, it's to, actually, to be honest, I I can loop it back in because we were talking about emotion, mm-hmm. you know, and and that sort of reaction. And looking at this text in particular, it's one of the one of the f- fun words that I think every single pastor probably likes translating. That shows up that word for compassion, mm-hmm. you know that the the, the gut wrenching feeling mm-hmm. that Jesus had. So so explain to Jace what you mean by yeah. translation, because uh, because this was originally the New Testament was originally written in Greek. Okay, you know, that was the language of the day back then. So cool. when we when we translate to English, we start from there. Okay, which element I actually do enjoy doing. It mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Well, that's fine. You could admit that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be probably a bad thing if I didn't enjoy it at least a little. Right, because because yeah. it is fascinating, Jace, when you you remembering that uh, well, this is actually an English translation yeah, that you right, have, right? And so, um, like when we think of the word compassion, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, we we have an understanding of you know uh, caring for someone, yeah. you know, right? But but uh, yeah, the word. Are you thinking there is like the, oh, there's a Greek word? Oh, for yeah, com- there, passion. The word for gr- in Greek, and it's just partially splunk nidzomai. And it's from the Greek word basically for your gut. Okay. So, you know, like we think of emotion and it's in our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our seat. For them, it was basically their their belly. Yeah, like a gut feeling. So when you've got sense, that, you know, or, you know, yeah. you that, that twisting like probably, feeling when you're probably emotional. 
like while you were in the cell. Yeah. You where did you feel it in your heart or did you feel it in your gut? Yeah, my definitely my gut. <laughs> so here, so here's Jesus. You know, he's saying I'm having this compassion for the crowd. It's like that's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's what got for for this sermon at least started because like the rest of the readings that go with this, the Old Testament reading, the Epistle reading, it's showing God's compassion, and how that's that's the whole Bible, everything from creation to the cross. It's God showing compassion to us and providing for us, whether we're talking our, you know, our daily, our daily needs, our job, you know, all the way through to the church and communion. And this one example here is Jesus providing for their physical need. Right. And Isn't that cool to think, yeah, to, to think of, uh, of uh, that, that layer of uh, the, reading the, the, the Bible in the, in the Greek, like the original? Yeah. That's kind of cool. That, yeah, that would be, because... Uh, like on in the, I, I've always wanted to learn another language. I mean, I know a little bit of Spanish and stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I think Greek would be kind of cool to study into now, knowing that the New Testament was written in Greek. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of awesome to look at, like, if yeah. I uh, learning a little bit of Greek or something. That's and the reason why it was written, it's Greek back then is kind of the way English is now a little bit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like you go around the world, you're gonna find someone who knows. You're English. gonna find someone who knows English. Right. Right. And, right. and Greek then back then. Back Greek back then. Yeah. It was spoken Israel and it was spoken. Yeah. It was Italy the and... it was the language for trade, it was the language for politics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So 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 that was you know, when you think of how did the Bible <clears throat> and the word of God grow to many different places so quickly, what was in a, a language that most people then had access to right. had access to. And so um another way that plays out in the history of the Lutheran church mm-hmm. is uh uh, at the time of, of the Reformation, Martin Luther, um, over 500 years. When, well, how long is it? When was the Bible translated, Vicar? That's a test question. Wait, that, which translation? Uh, front into the German. Oh, he was in, he was in the Wartburg for that, so it's like 1523. 1523. So yeah, I, I th- we're two I think those years. numbers. Burr's going to correct me on those numbers later. Uh, the, the 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 guy who's with us is a historian to the. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he remembers his dates very well. Yes. Um, so. Uh, at the time when they broke away from the Catholic Church, that's what happened. The Lutherans uh, were trying to reform the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and but it got to the point where they just couldn't agree. Mm-hmm. And so one of the problems was is no one could read the Bible. Well, first of all, this was right at the time of the Gutenberg Press, so not many people had the Bible. Yeah. And then when they had it, they only had the Latin translation of it, and people didn't know Latin. Mm-hmm. And so, so the only way you could have the Word of God was just to, they didn't know it. Yeah, they just, didn't hear it. You had to be a priest. Just you had to trust to what, be the, able to, yeah. what the right. priest was telling you. Right. Because And then so when Lutheran, Lutheranism came to be when, mm-hmm. well, people could have the word of God and they could read for themselves what God's word says. Okay. Um, and, uh, and what a blessing it is now to be able to explore that now. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's because uh, I've always been curious, uh, like what, like Lutheran, what would the difference like with Lutheran and Baptists and, uh, you know, yeah, what was probably confusing for you is this this aspect of it, right? Well, you you grew up Baptist, right? Well, I grew up Lutheran. Oh, did uh, you really? Yeah, I, I went to the CLW for years. Okay. So, and then um, my my folks they uh, they like Dave um, from the Baptist mm-hmm. church, so we'd go there, and then that's uh, and then. Just got rebaptized there. Um, okay, but I grew up Lutheran. Uh, okay, so I would say the, the because um, the Baptist 
they, they believe in the Bible, we believe in the Bible, yeah. and then you probably wonder, well, how can you have these different denominations yeah. who say they have the Bible? <laughs> it really comes down to how you understand the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're in, in, in our because there's different Lutherans too. Yeah, and our branch of the Lutheran Church, we're we're pretty literal. Yeah, um, and so well, I mean, beings that uh, you guys have hymns for your music, it seems like right. That's literal, you know, versus mm-hmm. like this poppy, yeah. inspiring song. And and there there is uh, something cool about this aspect, and I'm I don't mind me bouncing all over. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I shouldn't apologize for it. Okay. Um, there's something generational about it, mm-hmm. about being a part of something bigger than just our time. Right. You know, when you have children learning the hymns that their grandparents learned, mm-hmm. you have children learning the hymns that their great-grandparents learned. Right. The liturgy that we use, we use a liturgy, meaning an order of service uh, each Sunday. The liturgy we have goes back thou- from yeah. the beginning almost. Yeah, yeah. At least a formula there, there to are, it. There are... There are parts of it that we can trace back easily to like the first century. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you put you think, well, um, yeah, we could do poppy hymns, but they don't age well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. And why not pass down the source information, you know, just keep this I mean, not saying that this isn't, but it's almost uh in a sense it's uh changing, uh it's like uh evolving in a sense, like uh the way the modern churches are understanding or, right. or preaching them. Right, because the you get to the point where you think, okay, now who changed? Did God change his mind? Yeah, right. But I Or mean, did we change our mind? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but the, so, so there's something generational about mm-hmm. that, that like the liturgy we use is something that has been served the church well for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if it has, well, don't we want to teach that to our children, our grandchildren, our right. great-grandchildren? And, right. and to, to you know to uh, to use a, a liturgy that has been used for so long that you're you know when we, we talk about brothers and sisters in Christ yeah okay um, we're not just talking like the people <clears throat> you're sitting next to on Sunday morning mm-hmm. then we're talking about all those who came before us all those who will come after us right um, which is why um, uh, you ever wonder why some churches have cemeteries. I guess I. Do you ever consider, like, uh, there's a is out by Beads Lake. There's a little cemetery. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's actually ours. Oh, really? We used to have a church out there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it was very important for them to to have a cemetery for the at, family, for, for the, the family, for the family, for yeah. the church, because the church. because the pastor, you could literally look from the pulpit, look at the congregation, and then look out the door at the cemetery, as mm-hmm. if to say. We are all still gathering together as brothers and sisters in right, Christ. Right, isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. It's and then, then beautiful. and then, when 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 Jesus, I got pre- the chills a little bit on the, the right side of my body. <laughs> <laughs> and then when when we when Jesus returns, we rise up from our graves. Mm-hmm. We rise up t- together. Together, yeah. So if, if if that's kind of one of your things that you really hold on to, well, then you're the most important thing is not going to have the poppiest song. Right. 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 Because like you think of. You don't have to appease my, or like, I don't, like, that's almost in a sense, yeah, like you're trying to appease your crowd, you know, or like, uh, right. like uh, let's play something that's interesting for like, or not necessarily, not saying that that's not interesting or anything, but uh, 
um, catchy. Catchy. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going for. I'm not, and I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not saying that this uh, that that can't be catchy either. But it's almost in a sense educational. It's educational. Mm-hmm. Music. It's like you're uh, the hymns. They're being sang yeah. to not only educate but to you know to preach you know preach the word you're right the, yeah. the the family the community yeah. where it 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 does very much teach. like as as you're going through this Wolhagen and talking about the whole the whole family aspect and the you know the, the why we have the a lot of churches have their cemeteries and I'm hearing the words of the proper preface in setting three you know with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven and we talk sometimes about there's the church militant and the church triumphant. The church militant is everyone in the pew on Sunday. The church triumphant is everyone in heaven as well. And so we're, but it's one unit. The ones who, in a sense, who have fought the fight and have won the victory. Mm -hmm. And the ones who are still fighting the fight. Even even the language is pointing to, it's like, it's all united together. Right. right. Whether you see it or not. So. Yeah. um, No, I'm I'm enjoying... uh, all the stuff that I'm also learning, you know, as well. Right, we're throwing a lot at yeah. you today, but it's awesome though. I, I like it, and also to the viewer or the listeners too. Maybe, uh, maybe some of them are, in a sense, in my shoes. Or mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying just uneducated or like in that like a uh, limited education on it. And I feel like with you guys speaking to me, maybe it's also just right speaking to someone out there. Yeah, and also from from my point of view, because our you know we're the show behind the collar because yeah. people, what do pastors think about? Uh-huh. What they, you know, I mean, from my point of view, it's also good for people to hear, yeah, what it's like to talk to someone like you. Right, right. Because uh, I don't know, I have lived a pr- pretty rough life. Uh, not ne- not in the sense of like money or this and that. I just have made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I'm blessed to be here today. You know, well, but, it sounds like you're you're blessed to be alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just uh, I've lived a very childish um lacking god life although i've known mm-hmm. about god though this you know i was living lukewarm you know mm-hmm. um and i don't I, I i guess like it's just the way that we learn or the way that we get close to god in, in our lives i feel like i've i don't know what your guys's backstory is or how you guys were connected to the lord but it, but now being understanding the lutheran it seems you guys were raised yeah, you're from 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 birth, you were raised and taught what your parents. And yeah, their, I and was. Their uh, my my dad uh, um, taught at the seminary. My dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, were you guys pretty much on a straight and arrow from from day one? Would you say? I mean, obviously, we all make yeah, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I was. We all make mistakes and what have you, but I was I was driven. Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of <laughs> like if you had asked me when I was six, I would have said I wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, when you talk to, to pastors about being on the straight and narrow, we're, we're sinners just like everybody else. Right, right. I, I just I mean in the sense like I found my connection through my negative things mm-hmm. and then in turn, you know, like I, like I learned the hard way. Right, right. Yeah, I we, we, we still learn the hard way. Part of, right. for me, part of being a pastor is is always being mindful still mm-hmm. of my own faults mm-hmm. because it helps me kind of behind the collar moment here right yeah um you know for example i i'll you know i'll be i'll be honest yeah. i used the example of temptation earlier right mm-hmm. 
that that thought of okay i'm going to uh um not going to do something right mm-hmm. leaving the door open that's all stuff i always yeah recognize myself mm-hmm. my own wrestlings and things i learned as a sinner right from from the word of god and and me myself for myself contemplating what it means to lead me not into temptation and what how right. how i can place myself in situations that i shouldn't be in mm-hmm. you know whether it's how I talk about other people or whatever or the, the case the may human, be. The humanly uh, right. uh, movements that can keep you from... Being aware of my own weaknesses mm-hmm. um, and, and how they, they, they try to lead me astray. Right. Because, you know, you, you mentioned how the devil works on you, like when you got out and you're, right. you're growing. I was like very, like, just felt overwhelmed. However... Uh, also feel i was like feeling very good with the freedom mm-hmm. but then in, in the other sense i was very overwhelmed but uh it's it's also now i've i've gotten because then it was also i just got out of jail and stuff and i was basing a lot of things off of not wanting to do that but i don't see jail in my life like that so it's you know like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going back so it's like i don't need to base my life off of uh you know the, i don't need to make my my baseline like jail you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like either I have to do good with God or I'm going to go to jail. You know, it's uh, now we're in a free world, you know, I, uh, or in a sense, you know, yeah. that, like that free. And uh, I don't really want to be like, um, if I don't do this or that, I'm going to, I'm going to, and, and like not literally go to jail, but it's like, I don't need to base all my decisions off of it's like either good or I'm going to jail, you know? Right. And like when I was fresh out too, I just had that fear or that, uh, that anxiety of thinking about being back in there and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and we talked about too, how, how, uh, for the baptized child of God, mm-hmm. the devil works on us. Yeah. Right. So, so to kind of give you a perspective of a pastor, mm-hmm. okay. Um, pastors understand that pull too, because, right. You know, what happens You're when preaching. a pastor goes down? Exactly. Yeah. Then what if a pastor, um, starts teaching stuff that shouldn't be taught? You know, and when a pastor thinks of how what he's teaching, what he's saying, that he has to answer to God on how he fed his sheep. Right. How do you how do you know the message you're preaching uh, is what God's wanting you to tell, or is what God God's wanting you to preach? You know what I'm yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, well, I would say is because because um, how earlier how you're saying uh, don't connect these feelings with or like you know base it off of emotion like uh to know that it's the lord or whatever how do you what is your oh, uh, a good example of, of uh so um we had we had a gospel reading so the, tomorrow's reading that we mm-hmm. talked about okay um our sermons we have uh um readings that we actually don't pick out it's a lectionary that's kind of already set up okay so and, and then where does that set uh like how did you so, so that that well, the reason why that is 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 a lot. What a, is we we call it a lectionary. So we have the same readings. So it's like periodical, like the same cycle of readings every each year. year. There's a one year that people okay. will re- and a three year. And the whole reason why we have those is is to make sure on Sunday morning that we go through the whole counsel yeah. of God's word. Yeah. So I can't just kind of willy nilly decide. Yeah. Get on my because because okay. as a human, if I were to pick and choose all my mm-hmm. readings on what I felt knowing 
how pastors are that we're human, right, right. something might irritate us and we'd say, okay, we need to do yeah, like yeah, a sermon yeah. series on humility because you all aren't very humble. Mm-hmm. You may be mad or something like okay. that. Okay, so it's kind of like uh, like you got study of uh, Mark or whatever, and then it's it, then you through prayer or whatever. Right, right. So so when we, we talk about uh, a sermon and what God is saying, what we know, mm-hmm. well, well, the first place we start is because we have these set of readings, I will make sure that uh, a sermon is based on a Bible reading. Yeah, yeah. So the sermon basically is an explanation of a Bible passage. You're breaking it down to the... Right. You're, yeah, and analyzing right. it and... And uh, another way we do that is um, we have uh, the Lutheran Confessions, which are which are some books that uh, is a book, the Book of Concord, um, that kind of teaches the Bible in an organized way. So if there's people have confusion what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. uh, the Confessions are uh, people in a unanimous setting say this is what. How I translated it is that, what and it is kind of like a like checks and balances, right? So, for example, if uh, you got a hundred people, mm-hmm. and you say, "Okay, you all, we're all going to give you a Bible, organize religion based on this Bible," you'd have how you'd have how many different religions you'd have? Yeah, just right. But what the Lutheran confessions do is, is in a sense using the, the Bible to interpret the Bible so that there's checks and balances. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if uh, we were to make a claim about baptism, uh, uh, and uh, and we'd say, okay, we believe baptism is this, based on this passage, you know, because we have a group of people also looking at it, Mm -hmm. well, doesn't the Bible also say this here? Oh, yeah. Doesn't the Bible also say this here? Okay. Okay. So, so you know, the whole process is uh, to understand, because the thing is, the Bible has, the reason why I have these confessions, too, is certain things arise that you really have to delve into. Mm-hmm. Um, an example would be uh, uh, abortion. Right. Right? So what does the Bible say on abortion? Well, does it talk about it? Not... Not specifically, specifically yeah. Not that, right? ex- not that exact word. Right. So we have to take time to kind of clarify. There are certain things that came up in the church about how are we saved, that mm-hmm. there is confusion. So let's look at the Bible. Let's come up with a unanimous. This is really, we've searched scripture, and we've written these confessions to fully explain what the Bible teaches mm-hmm. so, that, so that it teaches the Bible and confesses the Bible in, in a clear way. Right. And so when we prepare a sermon, mm-hmm. we also have those writings in our mind as well. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so that, these kind of guiding principles, so that uh, when we explain a passage, mm-hmm. right, that we don't take that passage, whatever Make we feel personal. that day. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, uh, because when you look at the Bible, if, if Jesus said something, he really meant, there's a certain way he meant it. Mm-hmm. It's not kind of like modern thought where, well, this is what it means to me, this is what it means to me, this is this what it is means to me. Implemented in the modern day. Right, uh, right. Of Where we, we use these things to say, now, even going back to the, the Greek, right? Right. What was Jesus actually saying? What was he actually doing? And that's right. what we're going to give you. Well, and then also, too, you were explaining to me that day that we, we spoke, uh, Tuesday, um, how like uh, the Bible, what's, what's being said in the Bible, it doesn't change. Like, uh, so in the sense, like where I'm, I'm like, if I question something, this or that, 
It's mm-hmm. like, but what's the Bible say? And it still says that. Do you, do you know yeah, that? yeah, I know exactly what you're like, saying. Uh, but, and that's that is a very good uh, something that that's helped me, like uh, a realization in that mm-hmm. sense. Which so, um, yeah, I, I was just that's that just kind of came yeah. up in that thinking yeah. about that how how it, the Bible doesn't change. You just and then, but also knowing where to look and and how to look and uh, yeah, because when you it, go through those times of where trial and tribulation, trial and tribulation, and you're being pulled in one direction, mm-hmm. and even that one direction. See, here's a, the pernicious thing about sin is and temptation is is that it a lot of times it makes sense to us. Yeah, it feels right. There's so many sins that happen. Uh, because, um, especially nowadays, uh, where people say, well, um, this is unloving. Mm-hmm. I did a sermon last Sunday. We talked about the Ten Commandments. You know, you want to teach people to love, you teach them the Ten Commandments. Right. There's a whole group of people who say the Ten Commandments, they're unloving. Because, they, you know, who are we to, who, you know, we organized religion, they... They're so focused on what people are to do and not do, and they, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. right? You it know, seems like uh, you're you're being judgmental, shaking your, on, shaking your finger, yeah. right? Like, but but really, the Ten Commandments are there to teach us how to love, right? And exactly. so, so the Ten Commandments could be one of those instances where, uh, on the one hand, to look at ourselves, mm-hmm. okay, I feel this way, I'm drawn to this, yeah. But then we'll, we'll but then you have and. It's like also like I feel God obviously He wants us to have a good, healthy, positive life. You know, I mean, our own life. You know, mm-hmm. and and the commandments. It may sound like a like do this and that, but it's like if you do follow those, like then you will have a good, positive. All those things, all the things, the opposite of the commandments. Yeah, well, th- all it, those opposites, they're it, they're gonna have. They all have <laughs> negative. If you do any of the things that it tells you not to do, it's gonna have negative outcomes. There, there are benefits certainly. Now, now that being said, um, part of it also is to to teach us to realize uh, that we to be aware that we have not kept them. Yeah, because kind of like uh, like all the like when you see those medic medication commercials and it's like. <laughs> could cause severe or like you know yeah uh, i feel like it's kind of like the small print in the in the sense of the bible uh the command i don't know maybe maybe i'm making a no, bad no. connection but i feel like it's like the small print it's like um that's like your moral guideline that's mm-hmm. that should be your moral guideline and and Correct? and because and, uh, we need to close this out don't we pete it's yeah we're getting, we're, we're getting there yeah so um so uh kind of the kind of close out the podcast because mm-hmm. we keep it about an hour yeah um and i'm sorry i was getting no, excited no that's fine this is fun this is fun to me too it makes so. for a good podcast yeah, I yeah. Think. um so i would say this um the, the 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 good part of this aspect of what does the bible teach and say mm-hmm. okay and this is a good way to, to kind of end the podcast is not only when it comes to god's law right you shall not commit adultery, you should not steal, you should not covet, you know, all those things. Um, take the Lord's name in vain, mm-hmm. okay? But also, on the other hand, then, uh, deals with forgiveness. Because one thing the Bible teaches you and, and should teach you mm-hmm. as we as you think about this is that the Bible's going to be honest with you, okay? It's going to call out you on your sin, 
Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And the way we understand as Lutheran, Lutherans is the Word of God, when it comes to what God commands, actually kills us. Because um, uh, as a pastor, I am still a sinner. Mm-hmm. I fully believe the Ten Commandments are right, but I'm not going to always do them. I've already talked about wrestling with temptation, mm-hmm. right? But if the, the Bible is going to be honest with you, I'm calling out your sin, right? And allowing you to wrestle with it and take it to heart um, and challenge you. Then on the other hand, when the Bible talks to you about Jesus actually paying the price for those sins, Jesus, uh, by being nailed to the cross, taking the punishment that we deserve upon himself. If we take that to then to understand how in that he forgives you your sins, well, then how do you take those words? Because one thing as a pastor I know is, is a lot of people, they'll, they'll say, um, I'll talk about going to heaven. And a pastor will hear some from people, oh, I sure hope so. Right? Or I'll say, you're forgiven. And I say, well, I sure hope so. Well, then that's what I say. Okay, you might not feel forgiven. You might wrestle with your guilt and shame. But on the other hand, what does Jesus actually say about, about it? Well, he says, well, my death was for your sins. That compassion that Vicar talked about in my gut, mm-hmm. you know, is a real love I have for you that I would be willing to take that price, that judgment that God has. Because God, when we talk about Jesus forgiving sin, it's not just like, oh, I'm not mad anymore. Mm-hmm. No worries. He's, he's, what he did is Jesus actually took that punishment that we deserve. So when Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? He was feeling the full wrath of God's judgment of our sin upon himself. Why? Because he loves you. And so so that we can be with him in his kingdom, so that when we are placed in that cemetery by the church and everyone rises, that just like Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, we can rise from the dead. And that's that's the, the, the aspect that taking, hearing God's word, and then part of that is, one, realizing with a full honesty what we've done, who we are, how we're struggling. But the other hand, of, of uh, you know, leaving Sunday morning, hearing God's word, knowing today's a new day. My sins are forgiven. I'm a child of God. I know I'm a citizen of heaven because today Jesus himself made a promise to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I might feel guilty. I might struggle with regret. And I might say, I'm not worthy of any of this. But then you have to set that aside. So, well, what does the Bible say? What did I hear today? Um, what did Jesus promise to me when I was baptized? And so, so that's where both sides come to play. And so, yes, the Ten Commandments, they do help us uh, learn to love. But sometimes, here's the, the interesting thing that you mentioned, sometimes they help us go well. Sometimes it makes life a lot more difficult. You know, you know this. Uh, uh, for example, your parents love you very much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Has it been easy for them to love you the last year? Um, I'd say in the last year, yeah, because okay. this has been my uh, your, okay. my time. How about the year before that? <laughs> not maybe not as much. <laughs> uh, they love you nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Right. So 
to love you uh, sometimes meant heartache for them. Yeah. But it was good. They will never stop loving you. Right. Right? Right. And and so when we look at the Ten Commandments, sometimes it does ask us to to live a more difficult life. Mm-hmm. Say you're in Nazi Germany, right? And you're a, you're a Christian and you're seeing what's going on. Do yeah. you think that's... Say you're a Christian living in a Muslim world. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be easy? No. No. I mean, does that mean you, you... So you might say, okay, the Ten Commandments may not make life always better, right? If you follow the Ten Commandments to a T, are you going to be the best businessman? Probably not. <laughs> are you going to make the most money? Probably not. No. But because of what God did, it, it teaches us that we want to show love and we want to love one another. Mm-hmm. And so it may not be make me more successful or happier, but I know it's good for everyone else. Right. Right? And so when we think of, of all of this and put it together then, our life, the, the, the Christian life is not necessarily the easier life here on earth. Okay? I mean, Jesus is a prime example. His life... He did. He did actually did all the commandments perfectly. Yeah. Was his life easy? No. No. But how about now? He rose. He established a kingdom. And he brings us there. And so our life here on earth may not be easy, mm-hmm. right? And the Ten Commandments may not be easy. But then we we look ahead. Well, there is an eternal kingdom, right? That we truly live for. That we are citizens of. And that's what leads us mm-hmm. and guides us. So that's a good way to end. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you letting me come on here and yeah. speak too. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was awesome too. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take, I, I actually got a lot, I got a lot uh, from, from this. You know, the, you know the cool thing about being on a podcast? What's that? Is you can listen to this over and over again. Now, yeah. what did he say again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I felt, I felt that because yeah. I also was brainstorming things that I could maybe bring up and ask you know and here and so like that well we can have you on again for sure oh yeah i'd love to come back whenever you guys uh whenever you guys yeah need so me. listener uh um if you have any comments about today's episode it's oh, kind of a, a step a different than what we've done but i think it's been good vicar where can they get a hold of us yeah uh they can email us feedback at clerical errors.org uh find us on facebook facebook.com slash clerical errors podcast and on twitter at clerical errors p at me bro yeah I always say that. I think we're still checking Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. We we, we haven't been. We don't have a huge. Yeah, we're not Twitter. kicked off yet, have we? Yeah. Maybe maybe you could be our influencer, Chase. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, so thank you for listening. Any comments about today's show? Any questions about it? We we didn't forget your question, uh, Hannah. We'll get to that. Uh, but uh, we'll continue that next time. Uh, I am Bullhagen. I'm Vicker. And I'm Jace. Uh, thank you for listening, and may your may your car stay on the road. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.